1: It's the Locked On
0: Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here are your hosts, Matt Peck and Big Dave Watson. Mm
0: -hmm. What's up and welcome into Locked On Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Matt Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. You can follow my co-host Big Dave Watson at BOWL, B-A-W-L Sports. You can follow us at Locked On Bulls. You can also shoot us an email, bulls at gmail.com. And of course, that text and voicemail line always there for you. Our fellow Bulls fans, 331-979-1369 is that number. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Michelob Ultra. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in today's episode. Big Dave, my man, it's been a while. I hope you enjoyed your 4th of July weekend. You feel, you look like you're in a groove right now. How, how are you doing, buddy? How was the holiday?
1: I'm beautiful, man, but when don't I look like this? Like <laughs> it's, sure. it's just... What I what I am, you know. You always look
0: like the happiest human on the planet.
1: <laughs> you know, when when you got joy, Matt, they can't they can take happiness, but they can't take joy. And I've been I was born with joy, so uh, See, that's, that's cool. we what we're so
0: well is. together. I drag you
1: down into the muck, yeah. with the, with but I the try rest to pick, That's right, but I try to pick you up I'm out of the muck. So it's just a push and a pull going on with me and Matt. It's just a bunch of this, and we're getting in shape because of it. So we do get slowed up. Cause we keep I'm pulling old. and pushing each other
0: down. I am definitely out of shape. I, I tweaked oh, my stop. back throwing my niece around the lake today. So,
1: oh, today, right? <laughs> but you, you're still gonna do it, though, of course. He <laughs> said, said, More Uncle Matt, more. I said, Okay, okay, all right. Do you have some Advil on hand? Some, something, oh, before? yeah, Pop, oh, okay.
0: popping, them, popping them like Tic Tacs.
1: <laughs> oh, man, you are the most 65 year old, 30 year old I've ever met. You're today. awesome.
0: 34, all right? I'm getting old.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, but it was cool. The fourth was cool. I didn't do anything, like I told you. It's my favorite thing to do. It's nothing. Mm -hmm. Uh, The fireworks were were actually not that bad. They actually stopped at a decent hour, which I I was like, okay. You know, there still was some popping going on, you know, probably like two in the morning, still maybe just one or two, but it didn't go on all weekend. Like, it went on a little bit the next day, and then that was it. And then we were fine. And then, yeah, moved on. So, yeah, it was cool. It was fine. I did nothing. I had a few uh, dope beverages and ate some food, and it was quitting. I was chilling.
0: That sounds perfect, man. Sounds absolutely perfect. Uh, All right, so we got some stuff to talk about today. We obviously are going to do a little bit of NBA Finals preview talk. Uh, After that, there is a lot of – drama going on in the world of NBA media uh because we are technically also NBA media we're going to talk about it because it's something that everybody's talking about right now and then we'll wrap up with a quick look at the accomplishments of one Tomas Satoransky for his national team in their Olympic qualifying games and looking ahead to Zach Levine and his USA Olympic uh tenure as well Olympics are right around the corner so with that let us start off with this Dave
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Re- rewind to the beginning of the 2021 NBA season. Mm-hmm. If somebody told you Bucks Suns NBA Finals, would you think they were crazy?
1: No, I wouldn't think they were crazy. Um, I wouldn't have agreed with them, but I wouldn't think that they were crazy because the Bucks are really good and Phoenix is really good. Like i, I no, I wouldn't call them crazy, not at all.
0: Nobody knew that Phoenix was going to be this good, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, people people saw what Chris Paul could do coming in and leading a young Oklahoma City team two seasons ago, and everybody thought yeah. that team was going to be trash, and they wind up being respectably whatever it was, a fourth or a fifth seat in the Western Conference. Right. right. And so you thought maybe combining CP3's leadership and the fact that he's still pretty darn good as a point guard at age, you know, 39 or however the hell old he is at this point. <laughs> coupled with the young talents of Booker and Aiton, they might have something. But, mm-hmm. you know, better than the Lakers, better than the Clippers, probably not. Better than Utah, better than Denver. And, like, obviously injuries have been a story all season long, and the the Suns have benefited from that in some degree um, throughout their entire run. You know, they, they didn't have to deal with Kawhi Leonard. They yeah. didn't have to deal uh, with Jamal Murray. Those certainly helped their cause. Um, but, Nonetheless, here they are. And then meanwhile, like Milwaukee, would you have picked them over Brooklyn? Would you have picked them over Philly? Because I I mean, assuming that they were all healthy and good to go, I had Brooklyn coming out of the East. Yeah, because it's like me too. don't don't overthink it. The mm. team that has Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving on it will probably be going to the finals in the Eastern Conference. But
1: yeah, yeah.
0: I, I don't know about you. I, I am stoked. To watch this series, which, by the way, tips off later tonight, Game 1, uh, Giannis has been upgraded from doubtful to questionable. Ooh. Looks like it's going to be a game-time decision after that okay. hyper extended knee um, uh, back in the Eastern Conference Finals. Obviously, you want Giannis because you want right. this series to be as talented and entertaining as possible. Mm. With or without Giannis, how do you see this series going down, Big Dave? Do you see it... As the same either way, the bucks are favored or the Suns are favored, or mm-hmm. does it change in your opinion, based on whether or not Giannis is a factor? Because I've heard some people say I'm taking the Suns regardless of regardless of whether or not Giannis is there. I've heard yeah. some people say I'm taking the Bucks regardless of whether or not Giannis mm-hmm. is there. What about you? Mm-hmm.
1: It's definitely what you what you call a pick em series. Um, I don't think anybody just overpowers either team as far as a prediction is concerned. You're like, Oh, yeah, this. They're out of here in five, or you know, they're out of here four, or you know, I don't think it's one of those kind of series when you look at it on paper. Uh, I think it definitely matters when the two-time MVP and Defensive Player of the Year is not going to be on the floor. Yeah, I don't care how good you look, okay? Without him, you lose that. You're going to have problems. Like that's an issue. He has to be out there on the floor. I personally don't expect him to be out there tonight, and honestly, I don't think he'll be out there game two either. Uh, I think he showed back up in Game Three or Game Four, um, so that's why I think it's crucial that the Bucks get one of these uh, games in Game One or Game Two because I think that would determine how much longer he'll be able to rest and how much longer he'll be out. That's why it was crucial that they won in six games uh, mm-hmm. instead of going to Game Seven. Like all that was very important to his health and going forward, you know, into these NBA Finals. With all that said, Matt, I I expect Giannis to be out there. So because of that, I'm going Bucks in six. And I thought about this a lot. And it's, it's a great story for Phoenix, you know, to, to be where they are. And even though they were in the number two seed in the Western Conference, like you just stated earlier, nobody was really expecting them to come out of the Western Conference just because of how deep they are and the superstars that they were going to have to run into. Didn't turn out that way. Injuries happen, you know, especially during this uh, shortened, condensed season like that. But here's the big thing for me, Matt. I think Milwaukee has an answer for everything Phoenix wants to do. And, and especially on the defensive end, where Milwaukee is just excellent on the defensive end. And Phoenix was very good, too, you know, this season also. But Milwaukee, Matt, they have something for everything. I could put Drew Holiday on Chris Paul. You know, I can do that. I could put P.J. Tucker on, on Devin Booker. You know, like, and I can switch that off with uh, Drew Holiday. You know, he can play either one of those guys and cheat that Mm -hmm. way. We saw Devin Booker struggle with Patrick Beverly. I was like, "Uh uh-oh, you're going to really struggle here with this team, all right? Aiton has to go up against a real center. Uh, He's got to go up against Lopez. Lopez. That's a real center right there. And Lopez shoots three. No center likes to step out and guard the three. So that's gonna be an issue as well. There's no answer for Giannis, let's just state that. There's no answer for Giannis at all offensively or on the defensive end, because he's a problem either way it goes. So I think with all that said, and using the rule that my boy Chris, who I do uh, ball on bulls with, one of his rules is your best player cannot be six feet tall. If your best player is six feet tall, you're not gonna win. Now, the only exception to that is Isaiah Thomas. But for me, I believe that's a good rule. Uh, going into this uh series right here, man. So, unless we get just uh otherworldly performance from Chris Paul, I think the Bucks take this in six, man.
0: Wow, that is interesting. We are on opposite sides of the fence there. Um, Ooh, excellent. The the wild card in this series to me, uh, or or maybe the X factor, if you will, is a guy who has been repeatedly questioned over the last several years as the head coach of one of the best teams in the league with one of the best players in the league who have repeatedly fallen short in the playoffs, and that's Mike Budenholzer. Because mm. even in this Bucks playoff run, where they finally get to the NBA Finals, they finally get out of the East, and yes, they got a little bit of help, like Phoenix did, as far as opponents dealing with injuries, Budenholzer makes some very interesting choices at times, and then he also, I think, makes a absence of decisions at times or a a lack of adjustment at times as much as I hate to say it and you're right in that Milwaukee can do a lot of solid things defensively and they've been one of the best defensive teams in the league for several years they also they're the all the switching that they do it can work maybe you might see them even playing some zone at times Mm. I just have this feeling that Chris Paul is going to pick them apart in the Um, pick-and-roll. Especially if Giannis is not a part of this defensive uh, strategy for Milwaukee, at least for the first couple of games, in Phoenix, and Phoenix is able to take a 2-0 lead in this series. I mean, Brooke Lopez, yeah, he can guard Aiton, but can he defend in the pick-and-roll? No, Mm -hmm. I don't think he can. I think that CP3 and the way that he uses his mid-range excellence Will be a problem for Milwaukee. Mm. And you know that that's coming from someone who hates Chris Paul, (laughs) hates him with the passion of a thousand burning suns. But I respect how dominant he is. And I respect his basketball IQ more than I respect Mike Budenholzer's ability to adapt to what Chris Paul is doing on a basketball court. So, yeah, Matt,
1: that's great. That's that. And you know what? (laughs) That's that's an excellent point because. That's the only other person that I have a problem with is, is the coach, Buden I wanted him fired last year. I, he was getting on my nerves. He I, I, he bothered me to no end. He bothered me in the net series when he went an entire right. game and Kevin Durant was not guarded by Giannis the entire game. How right. do you not do that? It makes no sense to me. But yeah, Giannis was
0: out there chucking a bunch of threes. So like <laughs> He what, was
1: airballing them. Oh, man. <laughs> and and Monty Williams is clearly a better coach. And yeah. it's just what it is. And you're right. That pick and roll they're going to run, Lopez is going to get eaten alive by Chris Paul. Like, it's it's fact. Like, that's what it's going to be. That's what's going to happen. The issue, like I said, though, man, like, the issue for me is, on the other end, they have an answer for every single thing they want to do. There's no hole, really, for them. And Chris Middleton, when he gets going, is, right. is monstrous. Our guy, Bobby Portis, coming off the bench, man, I mean, balling out. He is—he is, he is going to be awesome, especially when they're at home, when they're chanting his name like that. He is going to be a problem. Okay, mm-hmm. Bobby Boris mm-hmm. is going to be an issue. So I think I have—I kind of have to take that into consideration. And also, I'm going to take experience also with this, Matt, because we've seen this Bucks team get to that—you know—be picked to go to a finals and just hit that wall every single time. First round out of here. Second round out of here. Conference finals out of here. Like, and then we started questioning Giannis, is, is the Greek freak ever going to do it? Well, once the team kind of like that knocks down that door after doing, you know, knocks down that wall after going through all that trial and tribulation, they usually, you know, don't stop. They usually keep going and, and keep going and keep moving like that. So I, I, I see the bugs doing it, man, but your, your points are super valid.
0: Yeah, you also mentioned to me the other big X factor in this series, and that's Chris Middleton. Um, mm. Because when we saw the Bucks close out Atlanta, um, it was because in Giannis' absence, all of their not quite star stars stepped up. Mm. Middleton had a huge game, Drew Holiday had a huge game, Brooke Lopez. Looked like 2013 Brooke Lopez and put up a 30-point monster performance. If they can get those kind of games, at least one or two of those guys, it doesn't have to be all of those three and Bobby putting up 20-plus points. They can get by with one or two of those guys giving those caliber performances if Giannis is out there doing his thing. But if Mm. Giannis is not out there, they need all of those guys to play as well as they did in that clinching game six and we haven't quite seen any of those guys be that consistent this season. Mm. So, a great But point. Mid- Middleton's the big one. He is the Robin. And sometimes if Giannis isn't out there, he needs to be the Batman. And Middleton, yeah. it's it's so hot and cold with that dude. Sometimes you're like, mm. wow, this guy might be one of the 15 best players in the league. And then some nights you're like, dude, where the hell are you? So we'll, <laughs> great point. Uh,
1: we'll, I, we'll see. I want to add one more quick thing to it. Uh, mm-hmm. Hunger. Because mm-hmm. this, this Phoenix team is super young. They haven't yeah. gone through it as much as Chris Paul has. This Bucks team is not. <laughs> they they've been through it and failed a lot. They're hungry, man. They they know that this might be it for them. Whereas Phoenix might not be.
0: That's true. Um, you know who else is really hungry? Is freaking Chris Paul.
1: Um <laughs> starving.
0: 16th season, and he finally cracks through to the NBA Finals for the first time in his career. Speaking of which, as I mentioned at the top of the show, Michelob Ultra Player of the Week, I hate to do it, but do I, it! Have to give it, I have to give it to Chris Paul. Um, a long time coming proud of you. for a clearly a future first ballot Hall of Famer in, in the Basketball Hall of Fame. Without question: Arguably a top 10 point guard of all time. Some people might Without even question. put him higher than that. Some people might flirt with him in the top five point guards of all time, including my man Big Dave right here. Um, The ways in which he has led his previous two teams has just, I think, put a more emphatic stamp on just how damn good this guy is. And the fact, you were saying earlier, you can't win a championship with your best player being six feet tall. What about your best player being six feet tall and 37 years old? <laughs> <laughs> i mean <laughs> truly truly impressive stuff clearly chris Woo! paul was enjoying the moment and feeling himself when they clinched uh the western conference title and clinched their ticket yeah. to the finals uh speaking of enjoyment and happiness why don't you crack yourself a Michelob ultra while you're watching game one of the finals tonight it's only worth it if you enjoy it only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories joy creates success enjoyment isn't the end game it's the whole game so shout out to chris paul our Michelob ultra player of the week let's see if he can lead his sons to victory in game one grab yourself some Michelob ultra sit back enjoy the chris paul show in game one tonight All right, Big Dave, shifting gears here from the NBA Finals to the people covering the NBA Finals. Mm. Over the weekend, we got a report from the New York Times that was basically the story of a long building rift between two of ESPN NBA's biggest names. That of Maria Taylor, who also does football coverage for the network, and Rachel Nichols. Longtime host of The Jump on ESPN, their premier NBA show that's daily afternoons, and of course also a sideline reporter for the NBA. Interesting, um, basically like leaked audio footage of Rachel Nichols having a conversation with a rep from LeBron James's inner circle, uh, talking about Maria Taylor essentially kind of encroaching on her turf of responsibilities covering the NBA for ESPN. And there were remarks being made by her and the person she was having conversation with as far as, you know, I know the struggle because as a female at ESPN, I've dealt with it. I feel for Maria Taylor and all she's had to get through, but I don't necessarily want her and and her being given these opportunities by ESPN who are trying to make up for their appalling lack of diversity to come at my cost because I've worked hard for mine too and damn it I want this job. Mm-hmm. It goes everywhere everybody's talking about it and people talking about perhaps some of the you know the the racial undertones that exist in this debate between a white woman ESPN reporter and a black woman ESPN reporter. Mm-hmm. everybody has had a take on this over the last 48 hours or so. Rachel Nichols has already come out on you know ESPN's uh, airwaves and made a public apology. What do you make of all of this? Because there are a lot of moving parts here.
1: A lot of them. Uh, a lot of moving parts. Let me first say this. Let me start this uh, positively. Maria Taylor is incredible. <laughs> okay? I, re- I still remember when I first saw her doing college football and doing sideline reporting for that. And I was like, man, she's good. Like I kept saying that. Man, she's good. And I would have talks with uh Chris about her. We she would just come up randomly, like, man, dude, that Maria Taylor, we she's nice. Like, she's really good. So when we would see her elevate, you know, starting doing the NBA, it felt natural. Like, yeah, you know, she can do that. She's she's excellent at it. And you've seen it, you know what I mean? Like every day, every time. She's awesome. Okay. She is she just seems like she reminds me of Chanowski as how it's somebody who never, I've never seen get rattled, you know, always just smooth and right there, man. She's, she's amazing. She really is. I was thinking about this now because I was listening to what Rachel Nichols said. And I want to say the quote, right? Cause I don't want to misquote it. Uh, when she was on the phone talking to the rep, this is the part that got me. If you need to give her more things to do because you're feeling pressure about your crappy long time record on diversity, which by the way, I know personally from the female side of it, like go for it. Just find it, just find it somewhere else. You're not going to find it from me or taking my thing away from me. Here's the thing. I get, I understood it completely where she was coming from. I, I got it. You know, I worked hard for mine, you know. I don't want somebody stepping in on my territory, you know, taking my thing, you know, because this is mine. I know what I went through to get here. Everybody gets that, everybody understands that, right? This is where you lost them. When you started suggesting about diversity hires, that's where you lose it, right there. And that's where the problem is right there, where people are like, okay, now you're tripping. Because you didn't say it, but it was just the mere implication and the mere suggestion of it. And it had me, it made me think about something that that happened with me, Matt. It made me think about something. I remember when I, I had a job, and I was there, and I was like top three salesperson at this job. It wasn't a sales job, but it had sales included in it. I was a top yeah. three salesperson in there. I was awesome. Everybody, you know, like me. You know, it's what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like it was, it was great. Obviously. I enjoyed it, <laughs> obviously. When it came time when the when the company was shutting that that branch down, they would started doing interviews with everybody, all the employees, asking them what they wanted to do, uh, where they wanted to be, because they were also promoting people. At the same time when they asked me what i wanted to do uh i said well obviously i think i should be up for their promotion you know i should be up for one of the head jobs that honestly that you guys are doing uh, i think i should be up for that or in training for one of those management positions they were like no we're not doing that immediately told me told me no the people i saw get promoted over me weren't weren't as good as me weren't, definitely weren't as smart as me and they weren't, they weren't on point. They weren't to the task, but they definitely fit a color. Okay? Now, in that room I was in, Matt, I was the most educated person in that room. <laughs> the most educated person in that room. And they still were like, nah, nah, we think you you'd be better served staying exactly in the same place that you are. I quit that day. <laughs> I walked out. I was like, I'm done. I quit that. I was like, well, there's no reason for me to stay here. You obviously don't value it. So, you know, I'm out. What what am I wasting my time here for? That's the stuff that brought that brought it up to me uh, when she just implied it would be on diversity because Maria Taylor is incredible. Like Mm -hmm. nothing she gets for me and my and my feelings would be any implication that has to do with diversity or anything like that. I just thought it was because she's awesome and she's really good at it. So I know Rachel Nichols didn't say it, but it was the mere implication of it that kind of threw everything into a tizzy. And now right. you see the rain and thunder that's coming down on her.
0: And, you know, there's... I, I totally appreciate all of that perspective that you just lent to this situation. And obviously, it's its kind of a difficult thing to talk about. Um, it's less difficult for me to talk about because I am in the camp of people who have been given every opportunity since the dawn of time in sports media in that I am white, and I am a man. Like, but you're also good,
1: man. Like, I don't want to just toss that out there. You're good, okay? Let's let not just say it. They're, you're not, not just regular white men sitting in your position, man. You're, you're actually good.
0: Well, I, I appreciate that, buddy. But that's not why, you know, I wasn't fishing for a compliment there. But I am Just, I know. just I, I'm truth. just saying, like, you know, how many times versus, oh, well, we have to ask, ask the question, is this a diversity hire? Is this a gift diversity hire Versus, mm-hmm. no, is this the most qualified person for the job? Mm-hmm. Flipping that on his head and saying, how many times has a white man gotten a job in sports media or in anything in this country? Not because of his qualifications for the job, but because he was a white man and that he was the de facto default hire compared to a field of candidates, quality candidates who were minorities, women, whatever it may be. Because the other things that I've just like popped into my head is I agree with you. I think Maria Taylor is great at her job. She was a name that was circulating not just in national sports media for a story kind of similar to this a year ago, but Chicago specific. If you recall, there was a longtime Chicago Sports Talk radio host who had a tweet that was horribly insulting. When Maria Taylor, there was a picture of her doing sideline reporting from a football game, and I'm going to go out and say his name. Everybody knows who I'm talking about. Dan McNeil, longtime 670 talk show host, made a derogatory, horrible, insulting, demeaning comment and said something along the lines of sideline reporter or host at the acronym awards show. And all of us who aren't perverts had to look up what that was, and it was like the adult film industry awards or whatever. So he basically said that her sideline reporting outfit made her look like a porn star. Mm -hmm. And he deleted the tweet, and he apologized. But rightly, it was like, in my opinion, at least two strikes, three strikes. He had many strikes in his past. You're out. 670 fires him. And I was like, yeah, that's the right call because that is an old white man privilege to have this job that he's had for years who in my opinion was slacking he was falling McNeil would occasionally show up at that job when he did show up I thought he had nothing important or interesting or insightful to say anymore in the world of Chicago sports and Chicago sports talk I thought that dude was cooked Mm. and he's insulting this up-and-coming star who is young who is black and who is female and like It just boggles my mind that there are some people who took Dan McNeil's side in that. It's Mm -hmm. like, no, 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 no. It's baffling to me Mm -hmm. at the same time. It just reminds us how far we still have to go, not just for the Maria Taylor's of the world, but as a collective of people who cover sports and people who are fans of sports to appreciate who is good at their job and who should get certain opportunities because I think there are a lot. Dan McNeil is one example. There are plenty of people who work in Chicago sports media and people who work in bigger roles covering this country's professional sports, collegiate sports on a national scale, national networks, who are white men who I think are awful at their jobs. Mm. Awful. Mm. Why do they have those jobs?
1: Mm. Mm. Don't know. But I will. And also, I want to send a shout out to Malika Andrews also because her name came up, her up in this. Yes. She's, she's another one that is like, dude, you were just way too good at this. Like you were just too good for this. And she's now getting her opportunity and she'll, she'll be doing the sideline reporting for the finals because they removed Rachel Nichols from there. And then they just took Rachel Nichols off of all the finals uh, coverage and everything. So now it's strictly uh, just me to jump with her for now. So, yeah, but Malika Andrews, again, she deserves that. <laughs> like she's earned that. She's worked hard to get to that point. That's all she did to put in that work. And that's why I don't like when that stuff is implied because it's, it's demeaning and it diminishes the work and the 10,000 hours that she had to put in, not only as a woman, but as a black woman. Okay. It's extra hard. Okay. It's hard. He's on top of it. All right. Like it's extra hard. Okay. And extra difficult for her to get to those positions and where that she is, and still be strong, and still be standing up there and still got that smile on her face and still deliver every single time. It's difficult, extra difficult. So the fact that she's getting that love now is great. And she deserves every single thing, Malika Andrews and Maria Taylor, man. They're both just really good and incredible. And that's and maybe that's the main thing about all of this, Matt. Is both of them are really good and incredible. <laughs> and it's like, wait a minute, but she's great. You know, right. like she's really good at this. She deserves that, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, the longtime listeners of Locked On Bulls would probably probably remember Jordan. and I had Malika Andrews on uh, as a guest mm-hmm. back when she was still with the Tribune, uh, sort of yes. supporting Casey uh, in a beat writer position, uh, covering the Chicago Bulls before she got hired by ESPN. We did that interview with her, and she hung up. And Jordan and I were doing our little, you know, post interview, you know, chat. Um, just the two of us. And I told Jordan, I was like, that chick's going to be a star. I was like, Malika, <laughs> she, I was like, she is so. She, and and she, I mean, at the time, I think she was like in her early 20s. Like she's significantly mm-hmm. younger than us and her career has taken off. But mm-hmm. I remember saying to Jordan, I was like, Malika is going to be a star. She was yeah. so good and she's yeah. only gotten better. So yeah, yeah, I mean, kudos to her too. Looking forward to her coverage of these NBA finals. And <clears throat> look, We'll see what happens from here. We'll, we'll see what happens as far as the fallout with Rachel Nichols, who, as I said, she hosts a daily TV talk show about the sure. NBA. Um, you know, we'll see what happens. But this was just the latest example of saying, r- we're like, it really? A white person trying to play the race card of, well, no, that person shouldn't have that job just because mm-hmm. they're a minority. Mm-hmm. Come on, people.
1: Come on, man. <laughs>
0: Come on, people. No, I didn't Maria, get here because
1: of this. Maria <laughs>
0: Taylor got the job because she's damn good. Mm-hmm. Uh Big Dave got the outsiders job because he was damn good. Not because NBC said, Well, we uh well we uh let's throw some darker shades in there.
1: Let's uh. let's get a diversity hire going on in there. let's get that. How about it? No, and shout out to Kevin Anderson for always telling me that. And shout out to Mark Janowski, who said that to me on my show, to my face, and I'm never getting over it. Y'all can't talk to me ever again because Mark Janowski told me I was dope. Y'all can't it's say true. nothing to me.
0: Janowski <laughs> said to Bulldog, our executive producer, I don't know I, and I don't care who else you put in there, but you got to cast Big Dave. Dude, dude, man. I'm as, talking about freak out. As, as Bulldog said in our text thread the the, the following day, Mark Shonowski wasn't wrong. <laughs> we cast a couple of sarcastic, idiot white boys on either side of it, but Big Dave,
1: <laughs> that's the have, guy. And you know what, man? I have to say you're absolutely right because you used to say that. And I'd be like, dude, you're crazy. They ain't just say that. Like, you'd be like, no, I'm telling you, Dave. It was just like, okay, him, and then we'll put some people around him. And you know, I didn't believe it at all. But the, it's just the fact Mark Shonowski said I'm good. That's all. I, I'm just taking that to forever. You can't tell oh. me either.
0: Always trust the word of the great Mark Shanowski. Always. All right, uh, we've got a little bit more we want to talk about today, including Sato's uh, Olympic performance. First, though, uh, shout out to Bet Online, one of the sponsors of today's show. BetOnline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and even UFC and MMA fighting action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as we prep for the NBA finals. Who are you gonna take? Bucks or Suns? Put your money where your mouth is. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus with promo code locked on with your first deposit. So you sign up on BetOnline, throw a hundred bucks into your account. They'll give you an extra 50 bucks to play with. With promo code locked on. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Today's episode is also brought to you by Big Dave's favorite people, rockauto.com.
1: Rockauto.com. Yeah.
0: Beautiful. You're rivaling <laughs> Stacey King with those silky pipes, baby. <laughs>
1: Never. Oh.
0: Never, never, never as good as Stacy. But you can't save time never and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more money for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business starting do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are reliably low, as they always are for every single customer. They've got everything you could need, brake parts, tail lamp, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic car or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. So head to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Be sure to write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, Big Dave. So uh, as we learned over the weekend, Zach Levine will not be the only Bulls, representative in the upcoming Tokyo Olympics. Tomas Sadoransky led his Czech Republic team to some big wins in their qualifying games uh, over the weekend while averaging 16 five and a half assists, five and a half rebounds in their four games, mm-hmm. earning MVP honors for the Victoria British Columbia qualifying tournament, which included a pretty big upset over the uh, the Canadian national team who were Heavy favorites uh, going against mm. the Czech squad. This will be their first appearance in the Olympics. This is a big deal for that Czech team led by Sato. Mm. He also, in that upset over Canada, hit in mm. a game winner that like banked in, like an epic shot. Mm. So, obviously, happy for Sato. They also drew Group A, which means that they will be playing against Iran, France, and... Our United States of America. So we're going to have Levine versus Sato in an Whoa. Olympic game. How cool is that?
1: It's very cool because there are two bulls going against each other in the Olympics. Yeah, I'm excited about that. This, I can't even think what time that that's been what that has happened. And maybe maybe it's happened, and I just don't remember. But the only thing coming to my head is Tony Kukoc when when he played against the Dream Team
0: or uh, Lou Aldang probably had a couple of Olympic appearances, but would he have played against maybe Derek?
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. I I don't know. I don't know. We have to see. It's been a while, but it's good. This is all good stuff. Like, let's enjoy this right now, Bulls fans, before we get into the deep depression of the season that we're going to go through, I'm sure with uh, a lot of you guys. But this is good because you got Sato who, for some reason, when he's international playing that, he is Steve Nash. (laughs) He is a whole other human being. And everybody gets super excited about him. I remember when we first got him, he played internationally and yeah. he was amazing. And we were and I remember I would have people on. I remember I had a, my man Coach Palatine on and he was like, oh man, yeah, we're talking about how you know, running that pick and roll with Lowry would be great, you know, and and all these things would be awesome because of the things we saw him do. And then he got here and said, oh, this is the NBA. <laughs> Everything kind of just went away. But yeah, he's great internationally. Shout out to him for getting that MVP award, man. That's, that's not a small feat. That's a big deal. So yeah, but this, this is good. This should be fun to watch when they play the U S
0: yeah. So it was the summer of 2019. So the bulls had, you know, signed Sato and it was the FIBA world cup, right? In, in yeah. China, in that tourney Sato averaged 15 and a half, 8.5 assists and 5.6 <laughs> rebounds shooting, Stop. shooting 48% from downtown. So like you, I remember watching that and being like, Sato's amazing. <laughs> we stole this guy. And I think ever since then, I have always been on the Sato bandwagon, man. You know, yeah, you yeah. and I have had our Sato versus Kobe debates over yes. the last couple Classics. of years. And, and now it's like, okay, well, it'll be interesting and entertaining to see Sato and Zach square off in the Olympics. We'll see how far his Czech team can go. But then the other question that comes to mind is, oh, right, Sato, there is a team option where partial guarantee on his contract. We've been talking about all of these avenues of are the Bulls going to try and get a sign and trade for Dinwiddie? Are we going to just try and sign somebody, you know, flat out free agency? Are we going to try and get Lonzo away from the Pelicans? Are we going to try... You know, to to maybe get back into the draft and draft a point guard? Are we just going to give the keys back to Kobe White? And nobody has talked about, like, well, what's going on with Sato? Like, if anything, it's most people saying they could clear some cap space if they just pay him half of that guarantee and tell him to F off and Mm -hmm. say, thanks for, you know, thanks for the time. We don't need you anymore. What do you, I mean, what would you like to see happen? Would you rather the Bulls dismiss Sato? Pay him his partial guarantee and use that money elsewhere, or do you think he could be a useful piece, not necessarily as a starter, but a useful piece to come back next season?
1: Uh, he can go. Uh, I'll be all right if he. If <laughs> I'll be okay if if he leaves and and we take that money and we use it somewhere else. I don't see him because I don't see him for the long term plans. You know, if this was a team that we're talking about, maybe making a deep playoff run or something like that. Like, yeah, it'd be good to have a veteran backup point guard on your team. You know, that, that'd be, that's a good thing to have. Those are luxuries. Uh, I'm not interested in luxuries right now. I'm not interested in realms on a car that doesn't run. So I'm, I'm more interested in, in getting just more talent on this team and acquiring more talent and getting better, especially at the most valuable position. Uh, the most valuable position is not backup point guard. It's starting point guard. So I need that. I need a starting point guard. So whatever I can do. Matter of fact, I sent out the tweet, man, as soon as they said he won the MVP, I sent the tweet out media who said, trade value increasing. <laughs> I was like, modern, yes, let's do it. Yeah, let's talk some teams. Let's, let's talk some teams and get on the phone with some guys and, and see what we can get for this, Uh, for, for young Sato right here. So yeah, I I I have no problem with, they're going to buy him and use that money to get better. I have no issue.
0: Yeah, I, I think I've, I think I'm with you at this point. I mean, Come on. I, I did truly believe most of when I was having those debates with you about Sato versus Kobe, I thought that his traits were better served, paired with Zach, and that he was the more logical starter for a long time, mm-hmm. up until... I came around at the back end of the nineteen twenty season right before the bubble shutdown when Kobe got that first start because we were like, our season is a dumpster fire. Kobe is the only thing the fans have right now yeah. to not hate our lives. Yeah. Let the kids start. He's earned it. Yeah. I certainly came around at that point. I think my, my love for Sato has kind of left me at this mm-hmm. point. Uh, I think that he was a logical signing when it was made um because i think his skills addressed certain needs for the roster um but but i'm with you in that he can he can go if if ak and eversley have cooler better plans up their sleeves and they need that money to do it um especially if kobe white's sticking around and they are going to go out and find some other point guard you don't need sato yeah, you know true. whoever that point guard is, maybe it's a mentor for Kobe, maybe it's somebody mm-hmm. who's not that much older than Kobe, and there's a competition for that spot and training camp. I'd be mm-hmm. cool with either of those scenarios, but either of those scenarios do not require one Tomas Adoranski.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: mm-hmm. I'm disappointed uh in his bulls tenure if this turns out to be it. Um because I, I saw what he did taking over the starting job in Washington and was actually pretty impressed by it. Uh, between that and his FIBA World Cup performance, I was like, okay, yeah. This, I, I I, I'm, I'm cool with this. Yeah. But now, fast forward to today, and I'm like, yeah, Tomas. Just, you know, it's cool. It's cool, man. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Um, thanks.
1: For your, okay. Great. You yeah, thanks. Thanks yeah.
0: for showing up. You yeah. know, speaking, speaking of my whiteness and, and Tomas's whiteness, I actually saw him at a too many zoos concert in Chicago. Like, like maybe a few weeks before the pandemic shut everything down. Oh,
1: yeah. I remember you said that.
0: And, uh, and I thought about going up to him and being like, Hey man, you ever see uh, you know, promos or, you know, for that outsider show or remember when we had like maybe a 90 second conversation at bulls media day, yeah, I'm, I'm one of those Outsiders guys. I'm that. <laughs> and then I was like, you know what? I'm not going to bother him. He was like – he he was there with his lady, and they were having a good time, and they were like, you know, mm. whispering into each other's ears. And I was like, Aww. no, this isn't the time. This isn't nah. the time to bother Sato about my thoughts on him in the starting lineup. So I'm just going <laughs> to let this moment that's the,
1: that's the problem, man. You immediately are going to start talking basketball. That's the problem. Like, yeah. You'll be like, hey, man, you you like Too Many Zoos also? Like, you like this band? Oh, yeah, what's no. your favorite album? No, you're like, so how are you in the pick and roll this year? Yeah, you working on anything, or how's it going? Yeah. Like, man, yeah. Man.
0: I wasn't going to say, like, hey, what's your favorite Too Many Zoos song? Right. I was going to be like, hey, maybe, like, shoot another three. Like, just, just shoot, man. Just shoot. When you're open, shoot. And he's going to be like, get the hell away from me. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I talked to him at the uh Boys Outside the Media Day thing. And oh, yeah. I told him, I was like, hey man, I saw you uh on the on a show on a show in your home country. Uh like a late night David Letterman show in your home country and everything like that. And he was like, he looked at he said, wait, what? <laughs> he was like, What was that one? And I said, Well honestly, Sido, I don't speak the language, man. I can't quote to you <laughs> what exactly what this dude was. I'm just saying I saw you there. And then they brought out a rim, and you play basketball. And he was like, "Oh yeah," he's like, oh, "I remember that." He was like, "Oh man, I was so tired that day." He was like, "Man, I didn't even know they were bringing the rim out so I could shoot." I was like, "What is going on?" And he was like, "But yeah, that guy's huge over there, and all like, He's like, "He's colossal." I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's nice." That's the conversation you have, Matt. Not talking about his assistant coaches and his player development at a concert. That's the conversation you have.
0: Maybe yeah, maybe I maybe I also would have snuck in. Uh, so what do you think about Jim? <laughs>
1: yes you would yes
0: you would pull out my phone at the too many z's concert per source comma tomas (laughs) sadaransky thinks that jim boylan is a gigantic dipshit
1: i love tomas sadaransky sin
0: (laughs) oh lordy lordy lordy. yes
1: yes that's how it would have happened (laughs)
0: Well, uh, good luck to Sato in the Olympics, but not as much good luck as we are sending to our boy, Zach Levine. Also, did you see some of these USA games for the group stage, Zach, as far as uh, uh, Big Dave, as far as the time of day?
1: Mm -mm, I didn't see it. Because
0: they have like a 7 a.m. tip-off Central Time, and then I think a 1 a.m. or no, 11 p.m. Central Time tip-off, and then Mm. another 7 a.m. Central Time tip-off. Because it's in Tokyo and they're like, well, whatever. We don't care about giving the Americans their team at a normal hour.
1: Right.
0: So dedicated hoopers and hooper fans will be either getting up real early or staying up real late. And I certainly will be one of them because I have oh, no right. life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you're used to that. You a soc- you're a soccer fan. You're used to that.
0: It's true. Speaking yeah. of which, I pre-recorded it, but Italy versus Spain semifinal of Euro cup just kicked off a half hour ago. So we got to wrap up this pod so I can post it and I can go watch me some soccer. All right. You got to get on the soccer bandwagon, Dave. You got to,
1: you got to get me there, Matt. You got to get me there. One of these I'll days. I'll try one, one of, of these, these days. days. I'm, down. I'm down.
0: Thanks as always for listening, everybody. I hope you all had a safe and happy 4th of July weekend and holiday. Um, as a reminder, anything Bulls or NBA or basketball related, whatever's on your mind, hit us up on that text voicemail line. We'll do a mailbag episode later this week. 331-979-1369 is that number. And you can always interact with us on Twitter as well. I'm at Bulls underscore Peck. Big Dave is at BOWL, B-A-W-L Sports. <coughs> Thanks to our sponsors for today's show, Michelob Ultra and Online and RockAuto.com. For Big Dave, I am Matt. Have a wonderful day. Bulls Nation will be back tomorrow with... Yet another episode of Locked on Bulls. See Red. Be good. Peace out. You
1: no, know, I'm going to do the things that Bobby Porters does well, whether it's switching on the pick and roll or pick and pop and pick and roll. And so that's, that's some of the things I bring to the table. I'm going to bring a guy that's going to be a blue-collar guy. That's going to be that glue guy, you know, that every team needs. And you know, I feel like every team needs that glue guy that does all the little things, which is down on the floor getting loose balls or whether it's getting that tough, that tough rebound. So I'm that guy that's going to be the glue guy from day one.